And welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Movies. My name is Ian. Happy holidays and my name's Kelly. Happy holidays already? Well, you picked this movie. I figured we might as well kick it off that way. That is true. I figured since we did all the horror movies for October and everything. We'd continue with the tradition. Yeah, why not? I mean, we could have done, I guess, plane, trains, and automobiles for Thanksgiving. But it's just like, eh, we're not going to go that far, you know? Yeah, I know. And we're not choosing kids' movies, technically, for the Christmas stuff either, so. True, because we won't be seeing Road 1. I mean, unless someone wants to pay, that's the only way it's going to happen. So wait, are there like different tiers? Like how much would someone have to donate, Ian, for you to go in a Jedi robe to this movie? We'll have to talk about that. We'll make a tiered service. But There you go. All it's you like really... Kickstarter. You get more services the more you donate. If you want a review of Rogue One, though, all you really have to do is just buy my ticket to the nice theater with the reclining seats. That's all. Oh. And a large soda. Of course. Yes. Or beer. They have beer there, too. So. 21 and up show? Nice. No, no. It's not like that. They just have a bar and then you can bring beers in. Cool. But now, if we want to talk about the movie that we're doing this week, don't play no reindeer games with me. <laughs> and now everyone knows what we're talking about. <laughs> yes, Christmas with the Cranks, clearly. Another universally hated movie. Absolutely. I can never do that. That'd be awful. <laughs> like, I'm thinking at least, you know, Black Christmas or Black Xmas or whatever, you know, those, oh, yeah, yeah. the horror movie, something... I know it's unfortunate you don't like Gremlins because I would do that in a heartbeat because that's one of my favorite Christmas movies. Maybe we'll do Die Hard. Maybe. Because it is. good lines. It's one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. True. That's a possibility. We'll see how things go. Yeah, I was going to see if I should prod you towards Home Alone, but I don't think Mm -hmm. I can get you to do that one. No, ma'am. No, 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 ma'am. Boo. I'm an adult. I'm sorry. Do you not watch a Christmas story? That's an adult movie. Oh, Papa. There's a bunch of racism in it. <laughs> There's a bunch of fudge. But I didn't say that. <laughs> That's a Christmas tradition. TBS goes on Christmas Eve and it just stays on that channel on yep. every single TV. So <laughs> Background noise. Great. That's the way it is. All right. Well, look, there is something I never thought I'd ever say on this show ever on Ian Hates Movies History. I never thought I'd say, hey, Kelly, what did you think of Reindeer Games? Realizing that I actually had not seen this movie before, um, I found it hysterical. That's actually really funny. I like that this was the first time you've ever seen it. Yeah, I know. Because it's a movie from 2000. Okay. And it stars Ben Affleck and Mm. Charlize Theron. Mm. And at least you get to see Charlize naked a few times. Yeah, true. So that's something. It's not the most glamorous of nakedness. Uh, so we're still rocking some Lieutenant Dan in the Lieutenant Dan look. Yeah. He had that long hair. Ow! At least he had his legs. This is true. That's at least... You got legs! <laughs> Please don't bring that movie up on I'm the sorry. show. sorry. I can't help it. <laughs> well, I guess that is a good thing to talk about right away, though. This is a movie with a lot of, I guess you could say, technically famous actors and actresses. Ron Jeremy. Yes, Ron Jeremy. Isaac Hayes. Yep. So Gary Sinise, Charlize Theron, Ben Affleck, Michael Rappaport. Oh, not not Michael Rappaport. I always get him confused. Donald Loge. 
date. Donald like, Lowe's. Wait, I missed someone. That'd be really funny if he was in it and no one knew. Who was the casino owner? Oh, the, the manager who's running it? Yeah. Dennis Farina's in it. Danny Trejo's in it. Of course. They have a relatively good cast of characters here. See, I, it's weird seeing her in these older movies because I'm, I'm not familiar with her back then, especially, I mean, with Devil's Advocate and with this one. You're going to say she has a chubby face again, aren't you? Absolutely. It's I knew weird. you were going Until to. Until she gets rid of the baby fat, I'm kind of like, you're kind of like whatever. No, you she's You remind very me of cute. a Cabbage Patch doll. Like, I can't, eh. Ah, come on. She's adorable. Eh. I wasn't expecting you to be like, oh, my God, it's Shirley's <laughs> Throne. No, naked. I know. It's the second time now we've done a movie. I like the character she plays, though, in this movie. <laughs> I think it's a fun character. Well, of course you like it. It's the girl behind the scenes who's evil, who's manipulating everybody. So right, of course you like that. Blondes usually can't pull off, so it was a, that was the surprise twist for me. <laughs> that was the surprise twist. Yes. Let's at least do this before we talk too much about the movie. So mm. it has a twenty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes and a five point seven out of ten on IMDb. Right. But we know that one doesn't really matter. No, 37% on Metacritic. I would have had this much lower. Really? I would have it had feels this about l- that range for me. I would have put it like a 12. I tried doing research on this. There's nothing that Duh. talks about this. Like nothing whatsoever. Because every this is a universally hated movie. People really, really dislike this movie. Enough that they actually made fun of it in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. True. When Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are breaking the fourth wall, they're Deadpooling it, and they're making fun of movies that they were each in. And Matt Damon goes, yeah, and then sometimes you do reindeer games, and they have to do a favor for a friend, and then they look at the camera making fun of Jay and Silent Bob. So. But Oi. it is a very bad movie. But that's why I'm interested in hearing your take on it. Because, look, I've probably seen this now. It's probably the third time in my life that I've seen it. <laughs> you know, it's not like... Twice this... to review it. Yes. Podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So... <laughs> It's not like I was really hammered my whole life to be like, I love this movie so much and I can't wait to talk about it. No, this is a bad movie. But for someone who has never seen it, what were you expecting going into it? I kept thinking it was the one with Morgan Freeman and the nuclear warhead. So I was like, when does oh, it get to that part? Chain reaction? That's what I kept thinking it was. <laughs> with Keanu like, Reeves? What the hell is this? That is yeah, not even close. I don't remember all the dead Santas. The only thing you can say is that there was snow in both of those. Pretty much. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's, I don't remember what happened in Chain Reaction whatsoever, by the way. I only know they were both in it. With the cheesy like narration, six days ago, and we're in the slammer, and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be awful. I'm kind of excited to watch it. Like It's going to be one of those laughable movies for me. And it was. It was fun for me. I think they didn't know what the whole story was going to be because it feels mm-hmm. like a lot of this was edited incorrectly and the ending goes on for an extra amount of time that you don't need whatsoever and they almost make it like a family film when the only time he ever mentions family is that narration at the beginning and the end of the movie and that's it they didn't know what they wanted to be it was almost like oh they threw in the santa claus outfits so that's christmasy but then let's also have it technically have a happy ending even though this movie is way more gory than you would expect it to be there is a lot of death in this movie that you probably weren't expecting extremely visual like it's one of those oh he got shot oh and they're going to show it too okay oh yeah the guy who gets lit on fire they show his charred body later on so, Shotgun shells do amazing things to people. You know, it's just good times. They really do. Yeah, they lit that son of a bitch up. That's for sure. 
But I guess we're getting ahead of ourselves, Kelly. Uh. I guess we're getting ahead of ourselves. All I want is some fucking pecan pie and a hot chocolate. You're sending me into an Indian casino dressed as a cowboy. It could have been a ballerina. Ever since you've been taking night classes, Kelly, you're making my head hurt. <laughs> I can't believe we know any quotes from this movie. <laughs> Makes no fucking sense. Yeah. That's because they just kind of stick with you. It's like glitter. You can never really get rid of it. Tell me about it. Oh. Oh. I guess let's give everyone the outline of what okay. this movie is. So it starts off with Ben Affleck, and I don't even know who the other guy is. Let's just, we'll start calling him by their actual character names. I think that's fine for this one, right? Yeah, that's fine. Ben Affleck is Rudy. Rudy, yes. Portraying Nick. Yeah, James Frain is Nick. Is actually Nick. Yes, there you go. You've got your names. <laughs> Those are the two main characters. <laughs> They're in prison right now, and they mm-hmm. have... First, it's three days, then it's two days. Two days left, Kelly. Two days left, and they're getting out. All right? We have to tell every single person that. Two days. Yes. Two days. Now, Rudy is in jail for lifting cars. So he got five years for lifting cars. Nick, on the other hand, killed someone in like a bar fight for, quote unquote, protecting his girl. But it really wasn't. It was more the guy was hitting on her, so he killed him. Right. And he only got two years versus con air which gave him what 15 oh yeah <laughs> well that's because he was a dangerous weapon apparently yeah didn't you know that it doesn't matter <laughs> that it was fucking three on one right it was a rainy night and any good lawyer could have been like he slipped he didn't mean to kill that person it was raining he couldn't control it no right. he has to go to yeah whatever right maybe we'll do that at some point there's no Woo-hoo! doubt about it if that was a christmas movie you better believe we'd be on oh, that it's true Damn. I wish so I could do good people in that movie. I wish I could do the accent right now. Bad North Carolina twang. I would just say bad Nick Cage accent. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's him trying to do an a bad accent. Yeah. Ooh. But back to this movie. Right. Two years or whatever is what Nick got. So they are cellmates. And apparently And besties. In jail. Right. So apparently Nick has been writing to this girl, Ashley. Ash. Yes. And has been telling her like his life story and she's gonna come get him you know in two days you know whenever they're talking about it and there are a couple like jabs that rudy throws in about like hey you know how about i meet her you know what if she sees you and is like ooh. and by the way he's not an attractive person i would say he's interesting Uh uh-oh does that mean you found him attractive no i'd say that i wouldn't put him in the ugly category i'd put him in the you look like a foreigner category. And like, back in these Angelina days, Jolie's not pretty. She's interesting. I don't agree with that. Well, She's wait, like wait. Alien. Are we talking uh, wanted time period? Or are we talking now time period? What are we talking now. about? Now. Oh, well, that's not fair. I haven't seen Angelina Jolie in like 15 years. I have no so idea. So you're saying we're like. not reviewing Maleficent? Is that what you're saying? I think I've stated that publicly. <laughs> but if you want to do wanted... We can do that one. Sweet. I just remember freeze framing as as soon as she dropped that robe when she was coming out of the thing. She had all those tattoos. Oh, so fucking hot. So I not, but, but see, I, I don't know. I liked her in the leather, Mister and Mrs. Smith. She that, was a good dominatrix. That wasn't a terrible movie. That's one of those ones where it should be a terrible movie, but it's actually not that bad. Right. Predictable, but not Duh. that bad. But that's a given. I mean, yeah. I guess you could kind of say that this movie's not predictable at least you could say reindeer games isn't that predictable well no that's because they went like scene by scene and they're like okay so now what will happen 
I think we should do this. And then also, there's no way you could have seen the twist coming unless you were just completely like, I need to pick the craziest thing that can happen in this movie because it's so dumb that that's got to happen. <laughs> so so what, what initially clued you off where you're like, clearly, this is the true culprit? I think that Charlize Theron played the initial like adorable kind of like oh so many guys have used me in the past this is the only way I can get to know someone I think she played that well very well for the little bit of time but that's another question I have about the movie because I have lots of questions about this movie one of those questions is why did they give up in the storyline so quickly with some of the shit true We'll get to that. Let's at least let's at least fill people in if you have not seen the movie, because I think a lot of people who are listening to this one probably won't watch the movie before hearing this. So we might as well tell them what actually happens. All right. But so what happens is while they're in jail. Now, here's another coincidental thing, which is a lot of coincidental things have to work out like the planets have to align for this master plan to happen. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and that's why I it's think so long shot is an understatement. Yes. So I guess in this five years that Rudy's in jail, he's in the same room at one time where I guess this big, huge convict killed someone or did something wrong, quote unquote wrong in prison and got solitary for it. And because he was the only person there, he thinks that that guy thinks he ratted him out. Right. And that is not the case. Rudy did not do that. He seems like a very, you know, keep the head down, just talk to Nick and that's all I'm doing here kind of right. person. So the guy on the second to last day before he gets out, gets out of solitary. So now he's like looking at him weird. And so Rudy has to go up to him at one point and say, I didn't do it. But the guy doesn't look like he believes him whatsoever. He's in there for like multiple life sentences. So Yeah, yeah. which is kind of one of those. It, it's nothing off me if I were to kill you because I'm stuck here no matter what. Right. And apparently it's not a death penalty state, so I really don't give a shit. Do they even say what state they were in? Montana. Oh, okay, there we go. So, yeah, who gives a shit? It's right. Montana. So they keep on talking about how they have only two days and only two days, two days throughout of here, two days throughout of here, keep down, two days, two days. Like, seriously, it was like $2 in Better Off Dead. That's how many times. Oh, yeah. It was <laughs> pretty nuts. So... They're getting their food from this old, nasty, grizzled guy who works at the prison. And they're getting jello, I guess, because it's the holidays. And everyone all of a sudden finds huge cockroaches and these huge insects in their jello. Right. But just everyone all of a sudden at the same time finds it out. Right. Comes across them. There's the initial guy who finds it and kind of alarms everyone, and then everybody actually starts looking at it. And then that's when everybody discovers that it's in everybody's stuff. That is true, but it seems so weird. That that's how things go about. What, right. do you not well, look that, at your food? That's how you start a food fight in prison, really? It couldn't have just been like a gang thing? Like, it couldn't have been, like, really? Right. And that's what they do. There's a huge food fight, but they also are fighting the guards at the same time. And then that's when the big convict guy takes his chance, runs towards Rudy and Nick. Nick pushes Rudy out of the way and takes a shiv in the side. So now he's bleeding like crazy, bleeding out of the mouth. With Rudy saying, oh, no, you know, you're going to be okay two days, you know, whatever the fuck. So then they go back and they show Rudy in his cell and a guard coming to him and letting him know that Nick is dead. And then sexually harassing him. Yeah, there was some sexual harassment which came out of absolutely nowhere. Nowhere. He doesn't have enough time for that to even happen. Right. Like, why? 
And Nick was not, and by the way, so we didn't really describe what the characters look like. This this was back when Ben Affleck was like on his doughier days, let's say. <laughs> you know, he wasn't in his Batman v Superman time of putting a chain around his, you know, around his waist and doing pull-ups with a weight dangling off him and pushing tires around. This was his, you know, after Goodwill hunting. Yeah, this is dogma. Yeah. This is, yeah. He's not like a super beefed up guy and this guy Nick it's smaller than he is so it's not like they were protecting each other from anything happening in prison while they were yeah, there no. yeah not even a chance so anyway so that was another thing that didn't make any sense so wait wait wait. so are you saying in a couple scenes that's a butt double because that's very upsetting that's definitely not a butt double but you could see the love handles and stuff on Ben Affleck not focusing on that I apparently look, I don't focus on things. I see them, and then they go by, and I'm like, phew, let me get back to Charlize Theron. Like, get off of her. Like, let's have her on top, all right? Sweet. And then he gets out of prison. So Nick is dead, and he sees Ashley waiting out there because he's seen her picture. Her pictures are up on the wall. He's listened to Nick read all the letters. Like, he knows all this stuff. Right. And he says, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm going to be the good guy. I'm just going to go home. All I want is a cup of hot chocolate and some pecan pie. So they have a bus that leads you out of the prison and probably drops you off like some middle of the... Yeah, wherever it is. He gets on the bus and he sees her still waiting. And he stops the bus before it leaves and they let him off. And he goes up to her and you know he's like, hey, I'm Nick. Mm. So I'm sure this will get confusing as we continue to talk yeah. about it. So let's just... He's Nick now. All right. Right. It's probably a good way to go. Yeah. So then they have an awkward lunch at a diner and he has to explain to her that, you know, he was worried that she wouldn't like him and, you know, all this stuff. And she's like, oh, no, I was worried that you didn't like me. And she's playing this very, like, adorable, I've gotten used in the past person and, you know, I'm protected. But this was a good way to meet somebody and get to know them. Which, by the way, I can almost guarantee you every woman who writes into prison doesn't look like that. I would hope not. I would hope that those women are reserved for people outside. That's what I'm going to hope for. (laughs) In a perfect world. So they hit it off, and then that's where the raw sex takes place that we were just talking about. So you get to see her full frontal pretty much a couple times. Yeah. Somewhere around there. But then you also see like Affleck's butt and love handles and stuff. Uh Uh-huh. And then they go shopping for stuff. Now, at this point, he also goes ahead and he takes out his driver's license, which is his only form of identification, and flushes it down the toilet. Right. They go shopping. She buys him some clothes. And he's like, you know, I'm going to give her the holiday. After the holiday, I'll let her know, but I'm going to give her the holiday right now. I'll let her know that she's been screwing the wrong person and I've been lying to her the entire time. And now, Kelly, as a woman, well... I've known you long enough that I think your your gender is woman. I'd hope so. Okay, just checking. I, you know, I don't want to assume anything. As a woman, Kelly, would you be? I don't want to put a- you in that box. Yeah. <laughs> would you be able to forgive someone who did that to you? I feel like with the history that she set up so far in the movie. I don't think she should really be that surprised because apparently she's got a lot of freaking baggage anyway. And shit like this has probably happened to her before. But this is her way away from that, though. Apparently not. Well, we'll get to the rest of the movie. Right. But, but right. At this time, it looks like she's hopeless because things are going to continue to be bad for her. 
Yeah, and I also can't give you a, a true feeling on that because one, I'd never meet someone that didn't know what they looked like. But you could probably say that for online dating stuff too, because people don't have to use their real pictures. Mm, gray area. Well, of course, it's, they're all gray. That's the whole point. It's a well, gray no, no, area. like it's one of those things where, like, you don't necessarily. My main thing that I've come across was you've lied about your height. I absolutely have never lied about my height. No, I know. But the majority of issues I've run into is one of those, oh, I'm six, I'm a six foot. I'm, you're not. Because I'm a good three inches taller than you. But okay. No, that's a big thing for women. I think that's still funny because I will be on some online thing or something and girls will now put, some of them anyways, will put on their profile what their height is and they'll go, apparently that's something very important. No, no, no. The reason why guys put their height on here is because women only care about that. Yeah, that is the true. one big thing that women yeah, get that's really. A, that's pissed almost about. a golden rule kind of a deal. So don't yeah. pretend like women aren't like that. <laughs> it's just the way it is. <laughs> I remember talking to my mom once about that. Oh. Like, yeah, my mom was like, "So, what? What girl are you dating?" And I was like, oh, "I haven't found anyone that's really that great right now." And she's like, "That's just because you're looking for looks." And I go. Well, of course you're looking for a balance. I'm looking I don't I try not to date stupid people, so I'm looking <laughs> for like listen to the shows. You know I wouldn't be able to stand being with a stupid person. That would not work. Like it just wouldn't work. It never lasts long no matter how pretty. No. Mm. So I want a mixture. I want a good mix of attractiveness to me. Like I want to be attracted to said person and right. then I need a good personality. And I was like you can't say that because I know girls. Now, I don't have to worry about it because I'm 6'5", but I know girls that will not date certain people because of the height requirement that they have. It has to be like two inches taller than them or three, depending on their heels. And my mom goes, oh, yeah, well, that's normal. Double standard. Yeah, exactly, bit. because it's you, bit. you guys are women, and that's what you do. True. Yeah. Well, I just think that's kind of funny, but it's also one of those, mom, if I wanted to date somebody I wasn't attracted to, then that's just looking at, I mean, that's friends. Yeah. Like, I need to be physically attracted for it to be in a relationship. Like, I don't, I'm not in my 60s. It doesn't need to be platonic and be a relationship. Um, so, anyways, yeah. that's a nice little side tangent with an actual true story. Yeah. <laughs> After shopping for some clothes and everything, he goes back and he's like, oh, this is going to be great. You know, I'm just going to have sex with her and, you know, we're going to go through the holidays and it's going to be fine. When he shows up back at the motel, she goes off. You know, to talk to the manager hey, or something. you better not be wearing anything but a candy cane by the time I get back. That was an adorable line. A little bit. That's an adorable line. So when he shows up, though, he gets blindsided by like three guys. And then there's Gary Sinise with a shotgun, I guess. It's Yeah, it's, he keeps switching Assault between the rifle. shotgun. And, well, shotgun and, and AR-16. So he keeps switching between the two. And he introduces himself as the brother of Ashley. Yes. His real name is Gabriel, and he's got his little henchman. One of them's Danny Trejo. The other one's Donald Loge. Who's the other guy? Well, let's see. There's Jumpy, Merlin, and Pug. I'm not even going to try and remember their names. I know, I, but I think that's like so Huey, Dewey, and Louie, apparently. Yeah, really doesn't matter. But so it turns out that Nick used to work at a casino called the Tomahawk. Yep. And so they want to know all the layout of the casino from Nick. Let's remember, Rudy is now pretending to be Nick. So they want to right. know the entire layout. They want to know everything about the casino because they want to rob it on Christmas Eve. 
Yep, knock it off. So now here's where you get the whole, you know, I'm not Nick, I'm Rudy, and I don't know anything about what you need. Now, here's where a lot of things could happen where he could have been fine, in my opinion. Mm. So at one point, they go ahead and they threaten his life. Now, they've already set up that Gabriel is Ashley's brother, right? Right. So now she's like, oh, no, just help him. Uh, you know, you you said you wouldn't do this, blah, blah. And the story they initially set up is that Ashley hid the letters that she sent, but then Gabriel found them and read about the casino stories and is doing this of his own free will that Ashley doesn't know about it. Right. Later on, though, like a scene later. So they don't even have this whole story set up. It's like a scene later where they're threatening him, basically saying, if you're telling me that you're not this person and you're not going to help us, then we don't need you and we're not just going to let you go. We're going to kill you out here in the snow. We're going to execute you. And Gabriel's a truck driver, so he's got this big ass, big rig (laughs) Mack truck. His nickname's Monster. Right. So it's a very inconspicuous getaway vehicle right no yeah no flames down the side slash grim reaper or anything like that at all that would right yeah why would you do any of that kind of stuff no and it's not a traditional 18 wheeler it's actually a car a car hauler 18 wheeler so those are actually kind of a different kind of profile and they stick out and i know it's montana but still you would think people would see them going from a crime location or something right they couldn't do an outrun situation no yeah no police car chase not gonna work oh no What's the what's the Patrick Swayze black dog or whatever? Oh yes. See? <laughs> but I don't think they do that in this movie. No. No. Too much snow. So now Nick, Rudy, whatever you want to call him, decides that oh shit, he's gonna die, so let's just play along with this for as long as I can. Right. I can probably bluff my way through this. But then at that point, instead of continuing on with the story that Ashley has no part in this, Gabriel tells her with him there you told me he was going to help us right so now rudy is mad at ashley which doesn't make any sense to the storyline like why would they do it that way instead of just sticking with the whole she had no idea there's (laughs) really there was no reason except to maybe just confirm that gabriel's a dick but it it hurts him though too so maybe just that he's stupid yeah well i mean i'll i'll give you yeah, I wouldn't say brightest bulb at all, but I feel like that could also be them trying to hint at something later on that she keeps, she knows, what she's smarter than she looks and she knows more than what she's saying she does. I can get behind that. So at this time, Rudy says the best line of the movie, which is I want some fucking pecan pie and hot chocolate. I want something for Nick. Nick needs something for Nick. So they take him to a diner. Now, once again, Sure, it's a diner in kind of the middle of nowhere, most likely. But there are other people in that diner. Now, they're all showing up next to each other. But there is no way that they are going to kill him in a crowded room full of people. So this would have been an easy time to get away. Because now that they've stated, basically, that Ashley is also or was also behind this whole situation right. why would she's he not care? innocent in this yeah why would he care if they threatened her it wouldn't make any sense because now right. they've destroyed that relationship right so here is the first instance when he could have gotten away with absolutely nothing happening and everything would have been fine because they also don't threaten his family they're not saying hey we know where your family lives and we're going to kill them if you try to escape they don't do any of that kind of stuff true yeah there's no over 
overall hanging thing that could bring him back if he were to run off. Exactly. So now they have a terrible drawing of the floor of the casino. So Nick tells them like, oh no, this is after construction and they've changed the whole layout. And I don't know, the thing was over here and blah, blah, blah. You know, he talks about a powwow safe that the owner has that has like all the money that he's been skimming off the top. Right. But he's like, oh, but I don't know where it is now because they've all changed the layout. What am I going to do? This is fun. I'm enjoying you reliving this. Yes. So then they dress him as a cowboy with this gaudy, gaudy bullshit. Yeah. Which makes no sense except for, I guess, comedic value. Yeah, no, there's really no. Like, it's $3 short of this being clearly you are the Lone Ranger in Tonto from a Halloween show. Like, you guys, it wasn't even a convincing rancher look. Like, it was, I'm about to get on stage and sing you some Elvis. Like, it's glittered and bedazzled and it's bad. So he goes in and they have the casino owner who's like i can't go back to vegas i can't go back to vegas now you know he's rich so i don't know what he's worried about it seems like he's almost having money problems like enough people aren't coming to the casino but that is not the point because when they rob it later he has plenty of money no well okay so he's being he's brought on by because it's an indian casino he's being brought on by the native americans to bring in the tourism of vegas but you're not gonna be able to do that this is East Nowhere, Montana. It's not even like Lake Tahoe, which is also kind of a gambling destination. Like there's no draw to this other than like the locals who just come in and gamble. Like you're not going to get those kind of crowds. It's just not how that works. Yeah. But they're still doing well. It's a casino. Well, no. Yeah, exactly. So at one point, and this was, this was kind of funny because I completely forgotten about this. So they're staking out the place inside the casino, obviously. And then... Gabriel's the watch out to oh, make right. sure that... So they put Ashley yeah. in the hat, too, because him and his little lady are going gambling. Exactly. So that way that Nick doesn't run away, he's out there staked out. Right. Now, for some reason, Ashton Kutcher is there. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, holy shit, that's an interesting cameo. Yeah, it was so weird. And he's just dresses up like he's got a beard and he's just dresses a weirdo. I don't know if it was supposed to be because it's 2000, so... That 70s show was still on. Like, he was was punked on at that time. Like, he was a popular person. I think so. So to have him in this weird cameo that brought nothing whatsoever was kind of strange. Nick goes ahead and confronts him in the bathroom. Is like, hey, I'll give you 100 bucks if you wear this get-up I have and just walk out this direction. Right. At that time, one of the henchmen has talked to one of the waitresses and is like, hey... You know, how long since the construction or whatever? And she's like, I've worked here since the beginning. There is no construction. Yeah, since it opened. This yeah. is the way it's always looked. So now he runs into the bathroom. Nick takes him out and then runs away as the other, as Ashton Kutcher runs the other direction. Right. Here, once again, is another time where he could just be completely fine and safe and not have to worry about anything because all he would have to do is go to any of the security guards any single one of them and say, hey, there are a bunch of people out there with weapons that want to rob this place. I don't want to rob this place. Help me. Right. I've been kidnapped. Yeah, I've been kidnapped. Look, I don't have ID. You got to help me. Right. You know, anything, anything would have gotten him help. Right. Instead, he runs out the back door of the casino and runs into the forest in Montana with like eight feet of snow. Right. Right. Where are you going to go, buddy? 
where are you going? It's just not going to work. So all the bad guys get together. They found out that Ashton Kutcher wasn't him. So now they've got a shotgun. They've got a long-range rifle. Yeah, at this moment, though, it's just Gabriel and Ashley. Nick is way far away from them, like down a hill. And Gabriel goes to kill him. And Ashley stops him. And they both fall down the hill. Now, Nick saw this selfless act on her part and decides to save her. Now, instead of killing Gabriel, which he should have, he just hits him in the Uh, face. Yeah, of course. I don't know why you didn't put up a fight there instead of running away. Just go ahead and kill them. Who cares? I mean, you'd be completely justified. Absolutely. Maybe somehow the writers were thinking that we would be like, oh, no, but he just got out of jail. So maybe people just be like, oh, it's a convict doing convict things. But he never killed anyone and never hurt anyone. He oh, just yeah. stole cars. Right. Grand larceny. Yeah, that's it. Big jump from that to like, I murder people. Right. <laughs> they start going across a lake, a frozen lake. And somehow Gabriel's a good enough shot to now have a rifle. And he shoots from far away and hits the two spots around Ashley that she falls into the water. Now, of course, Nick is not going to allow her to die. So he jumps in as well. Though they were underwater for a fuckload of time. Yeah. Freezing, freezing water. But they were still okay to get out. And when they did get out, a guy who's ice fishing comes out to ask him if everyone's okay. And Ben Affleck's like, God, that was probably the best acting he's ever done (laughs) besides Argo. (laughs) So the guy starts to run because he notices everyone's got guns. So then Gary Sinise, I guess I guess this is badass of him. I don't know. The guy locks himself in the ice fisherman place or whatever, whatever that hut is. Right. And Gary Sinise goes back like 100 yards or something and shoots three times, two or three times into the hut and just expects that the guy is dead. Right. There's no so cleanup. That would make you call the cops at all. It'd be better if you just walked down there and killed him. Like what? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Um, explosions and gunfights bring no one to any scene. I guess that's the whole Montana thing, is you're just supposed to expect that anything that happens in the outdoors stays in the outdoors. Apparently. And by the way, I don't know if you noticed, but they did play later on when they had a radio on in the background. They were talking about a local man who was ice fishing who's gone missing. Right. And they suspect foul play. So they had to throw that in there. At least they were continuity-wise. A little, yeah. They're trying. (laughs) Yeah, at least there was that. The interns that day was on their game is yeah. really what that comes down to. So then they take they take Nick back and they set him up, I guess, in the motel like game room because no one ever goes to it, I guess. And Gabriel starts throwing darts around Nick's head as he talks about his master plan. So he is monologuing the whole time. Which is what you do as a villain. Right. And that's fine. And look, I didn't hate his reason. He's in... Whatever it was for his long distance, long distance, yeah, long, yeah. yeah long whatever the trucker. trucker lingo is, right? He's done that for most of his life. It's horrible. He's got you know a girl, you know all this stuff. And er, I'm so angry, and I just want to be rich. Like, fine, okay. You have a shit job, and you want money. Completely fine. <laughs> wow, shocking how that works. But I guess he's killed people too, and has no problem with that. So he's a psychopath as well. I could see it. Well, Ben Affleck then goes. <laughs> Hey, I'll tell I'm telling you everything I know. Stop missing me. Stop trying to, you know, scare me and and don't hit me and he, and Gabriel's like, "What are you talking about? I've been trying to hit you the whole time." And then starts hitting him with the darts. 
yeah, I, yeah, really. Like, one, why would you bring attention to it anyway? And two, really, guys, come on. But then it does give you a good segue into later on with what you would do with a dart. Later on, when he was when Nick was tied up in the hotel room. Yeah. Oh yeah, he uses a dart to get loose, right? Right. Because he's Jack's car, so he knows how to like get out yeah, of locks. MacGyver, and, apparently. Yeah, MacGyver. Yeah, of course. Basically, Ashley nurses him for a while, right? And then he gets locked up, and they lock him up by himself. And of course, they never put someone to just watch him. The entire right. time. There's four or five of them. And they're like, no, we're going to go do all these other Random things. Random bullshit. Yeah, but we're never going to watch him. No. So he gets loose. He goes and he finds a knife. And he hides it. He takes it with him. Right. And he's like, okay, I'm going to get out of here. But first I have to get Ashley. Because now, because he saved her and then she saved him, you know, he's kind of fallen for her a little bit again. Right, and then reading all the letters, there's a little bit of lingo there about how, you know, well, maybe since the way he was reading them, I was falling in love with you too. And, blah, blah, you know, it's all that kind of intermonologue kind of bullshit thing. So now he's free in the hotel. Basically, what he does is he hears Ashley yelling at Gabriel. So he's like, oh, no, let me, I'm going to have to go take care of this guy and then hopefully we can escape. But when he gets up to where he hears the voices, by the way, being very loud in a motel talking about killing people. Yeah, and, and robbing yeah. things. and Whatever. Sure, it's fine. I mean, what what else are you really expecting to hear in like a Motel 6, Ian? I mean, come on. Other than people like fucking too. I mean, that's oh, it's murder yeah. and fucking. That's it, yeah. Speaking of. Oh. So <laughs> she's there in a bathing suit in the pool with Gabriel. And she's, you know, drinking something or whatever. And she's yelling at him that he almost killed her. Sure, that makes total sense. The next part of it doesn't, though, because this is the little twist here. He's like, no, but but I ne- didn't want to do that. I knew that he would save you. But you don't know how much I, it's killing me inside that you're with him right now. And you're you're doing these things with him. Why can't we just kill him now? We don't need him. So now you're like, oh, okay. But you still don't know... If they're brother and sister or not. Well, just it though. Like, is this this weird Game of Thrones? Oh, they're fucking each other and they're related? Or what's going on here? Well, at the beginning, the writing isn't good enough <laughs> to show this stuff. Because she's talking about, like, oh, you're supposed to be my brother. And he's like, oh, won't mom and dad hate to see this? And they start making out. Yeah. But then I think you're just supposed to think that that's supposed to be, like, sexy foreplay. Because then he says, I hate seeing someone fucking my girlfriend or something like that. So I think that is, they're not brother and sister. We know that later on. But at this point, you're still like, I don't know. They might be brother and sister. This is even weirder. This movie took an even weirder turn. Right. And she gets naked again, by the way, which is great. And they're making out. They're doing their thing. And Nick's like, well, fuck this. I'm out of here. You know, he's not going to confront them. He's smarter than that, at least. That's good. Like, at least he didn't confront them on it. But right. he realizes that the other lackeys are coming up. So he has to rush back up to that motel room and make it look like he's still tied up. But he has, what you have to remember is he has that knife. Yeah. And he's MacGyver and he knows how to hotwire doors. Yes. He was able to get back into his. <laughs> so You're fucking great. Like, really? Good for him. Cool. Though. Good for him. <laughs> so then they decide, okay, let's go over this whole entire plan. And let's go rob this casino. And the way they're going to rob the casino is in Santa suits. So I guess this is like one of the only real Christmas spots in this whole thing. Is that it's just taking place around Christmas. 
other than all the random Christmas songs mashed up to scenes that don't necessarily go, but okay. But I, I do think this is kind of brilliant, though, because there really wouldn't be it wouldn't be a second thought if you were at like some local casino and you saw a Santa come in Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I could have swore I've gone into Denny's and seen like four of them sitting right. there chatting. The storyline here is not a bad idea to have no. all the different Santas show up on Christmas Eve from different like Safeways and all that kind of stuff. Right. Like, the, each one has its own Santa. And now they're showing up at this casino, which obviously the guy does send his security home. Like he's like, we don't really need that many people here. So right. go enjoy it with your families. There's barely anyone here. So it makes sense to do something like this. Now, Ashley is outside of the casino. And everyone else is inside. So Gabriel is supposed to go find the powwow safe while (laughs) the other people make it into the main room where all the cash is. So everyone has weapons except for Nick, who is given a squirt gun that looks like a gun. And Donald Loge at one point is drinking in the back of the truck with him and he hands it to him. And when Donald Loge isn't looking... He pops open the water pistol, doesn't have water in it anymore, and pours rum into it. Yeah. Which is smart. Booze. Yeah, it's right. smart. But he's kind of leading this whole charge because he has to be the one that gets upset and knocks down a table. And then when the security guards come over, he's then the they diversion. Attack yeah, they, they're all pulling off their certain parts of the story that they're supposed to be. Right. But one thing that Nick said was there are no guards in the counting room. Right. So that's a big deal. You got to remember that. Because when they finally make it into the counting room, there are a bunch of fucking guards with guns. Armed. Yes, armed guards. And they just start killing people and they start killing the guards. And there's a whole bunch of death and very gory. Yeah, very gory deaths as well. So while all this is going down, Gabriel is going after the powwow safe. Ashley storms in you know with the car she like hits them because other security guards are now coming from other places because they didn't plan this well because nick doesn't know what he's talking about right no one in this entire scenario has ever knocked over anything robbed anyone ever yeah they were just truck drivers right yeah they don't know this stuff and nick doesn't know this stuff either because he used to steal cars right so now ashley just comes in and blows her entire cover she just becomes. For the most part. Yeah. But I mean, it is kind of bad. It's a hell of a way to make an entrance, though. Thinking that you just run down two people. Yeah. She just drives the car into the casino. They kill all the guards inside the counting room and start packing up money. She's basically like, fuck you, Nick. Like, I could kill you at any time. Like, I don't need you now. He's still like, but you need the powwow safe. You need the powwow. And she's like, no, we don't need the powwow safe. And Gabriel wants the powwow safe really, really badly. Right. And it's weird because they have tons of money now. Right. There's, you're kind of good. Yeah. They're, they should be fine. But now, so they've got the manager or the casino owner or whatever. They've got him and he's bloodied up. They were beating on him pretty bad. But Nick has been listening. Well, Rudy has been listening to when Nick was talking about all this stuff for the six months or whatever that they were together. Powwow say, powwow say, which also makes no sense, by the way, because we'll talk about this later. Right. Why this would even have come up. But they, for some reason, I guess just because they're stupid, allow the manager to open up the powwow safe. And now this is with every single person in the room right now. Other than the miscellaneous who've already been killed off. So the manager turns around and goes powwow because he's got two Uzis in his hand. Pretty much. Yeah. And just starts firing and takes out, I think, Danny Trejo and maybe one of the other ones or whatever. Basically leaving Ashley, Gabriel, Nick. Nick, and the other guy. 
the right. guy who's hated Nick the entire time. Right. And so him and Nick have a little back and forth while everyone else is trying to escape while the manager is chasing them with his Uzis. And it looks like the guy got the upper hand because he got the actual gun. But then for some reason, you know, like a bad guy, he has to celebrate his time with a nice cigarette. As opposed to just shooting, shooting him. Yeah, or doing whatever you're going to do to him. Right. Nick, though, has that plastic gun that's dripping alcohol. So realizes when he puts flame to his face, maybe I should just spray him in the face with that. And right. now he up. is yep, lit on fire. Burns to death. Gruesome. Whatever. Good he time. deserved it. He was a piece of shit. He was no, the yeah, worst he was, one. Oh, yeah. He's, he's the most hated character. <laughs> yeah. At least Danny Trejo was funny every once in a while. <laughs> like, that oh, guy no, sucked. yeah. Now you got it that even though the manager is using so many bullets, like, I guess he thinks he's going to die anyways because he's just not being smart about this whatsoever. Oh, no, no. Yeah, he's just spraying at this point. And as soon as he runs out, Ashley kills him. Ashley and Gabriel, whoever, shoots him. So he's dead. So they get Nick. And now it's Nick, Gabriel, and... Ashley after Nick tried to escape out the back again. Right. Where instead of just hauling up somewhere in there and, you know, finding a place with no exit and taking his weapons that he now has freely, he tried to run, which doesn't make much sense. No. So they capture him back there. Now they take him with the Mack truck to a secluded area. I guess in Montana, like we said, every place is fucking secluded. And they have the car. And the plan is to go ahead and put him in the car in the Santa suit because he's still dressed in the Santa suit. They have to have five Santas that went in. They have to have five Santas that are dead. Yes, five bodies. And then when the car is lit on fire and everything and it burns up, it burned up the money. That's their whole game plan. Fine, whatever. That's, That's actually fine. That's not a terrible plan. No, yeah, that works. So Gabriel is about to go ahead and kill him and they're doing their whole monologue thing again about how this was a whole setup from the beginning and she had the idea to talk to prisoners because some prisoners going to have to know something some in- inside stuff and this was the perfect one to do and it worked out and we played you from the beginning ha 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 <laughs> whatever so as gabriel was taking nick to put him in this car for everything to happen he kind of got under Ashley's skin a little bit. Something about it still had something oh. to do with screwing the wrong person and this and that. It was part of that whole spiel. Well, he he started to play the whole, you think you got one over on Nick, you know, as he's talking as he's Rudy now. He's saying, right. you think you got one over on Nick, but Nick loved you and you made that time in the cell for him the best time of his life. Right. So then she gets all, don't be all high and mighty. You know, he took a shiv for you. And you let your friend die. Right. And you decide to fuck his girl. And that's how he died. And he latches on to, whoa, wait a second. I never told you that he got shivved. Yeah. Or that he did it for me. Yeah. I just told you that he died. Right. So now, no, no, no. I And she goes, yeah, you did. You told me. It's like, no, no, I didn't. And he's being serious. So Gabriel's like, what's going on here? Because he's starting to question Ashley now. Right. And you as, know more stuff. Right. And as soon as he does kind of get that, hey, Ash, what's the deal kind of face, she just does her whole heel turn. Oh, no. And she's like, ah, oh, fuck. Takes the gun, shoots him in the chest. He falls back, goes over to him. And, executes him. Yep. And executes him. Yeah. So now Nick's going like, what the fuck? And there is something we forgot to set up, unfortunately. <gasps> the whistling. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's true. So Nick, the real Nick. In the beginning of the movie, he likes to whistle. 
So all of a sudden, you hear a whistle. And her face lights up. And you're like, oh, okay, so he's not dead. (laughs) But then you have to start questioning things. Because think of all of the things that had to line up for this to happen properly. (laughs) And that's one of the hugest problems with this movie. Is So he mentions that he paid the convict guy to just give him a scrape against the chest and that he used a homemade blood packet, which I don't know what that means. I don't know what homemade blood packet means in prison. Right. So that's what made his or blood caps or whatever. That's what made him look really bad when he was, you know, quote unquote, dying there. Right. And then he said he paid off the guards to spread the rumor that he was dead. But why would any of these people do these things for him? (laughs) Right. Well, it, it boils to anyone can be bought, apparently. Sure. I guess so. But to, I don't know. It's just. Why would the guard even... Well, so that's, that's another thing with the guard. Even if... So if he never showed up, you'd probably end up assuming that he died anyway. Right. Like, clearly, if he doesn't get out with you... Yeah, you actually... You know? D- you actually didn't have to do anything. Far. Yeah. No. Yeah, there, you didn't have to do any of that. I mean, sure, if you wanted to set up the stabbing or whatever, fine. But other than that, you didn't really have to do that. They do their whole master plan. And what it turns out is, obviously, she's not Ashley. She's his original girlfriend... He killed, he killed that guy for, for right. Yeah. But here's also another thing, too. So he sets all this stuff up, right? But he's getting sloppy thirds. He pipped out his girlfriend. Yeah. Two other guys that she is that sleeping with. That we know with. of. Yeah, that we know of. So she was having sex with Gabriel for a long fucking time. And then she was having sex with Nick for only a little bit. Or Rudy. Right. Let's say Rudy now. And now she's back to Nick apparently but holy shit it's not really sloppy thirds though it's kind of one of those technically you had her first but then you got to share the wealth Mm. but you're saying that you wouldn't pimp somebody out for like five million i'd feel bad about i mean i guess if she didn't care but then i don't know if i'd be able to look at her the same again though right yeah see that's a little weird and it's not because don't get this all twisted like Mm -hmm. i don't care what girls have done in their past and all that kind of stuff but this is a different thing all together like this is a pot situation it's fine it's a psychopath yeah that too yeah so i don't know the crazy ones have crazy sex that's how that works guys don't seem to know that oh it's crazy awesome yeah she's probably nuts then sometimes 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 (laughs) concept wise i guess it's okay right but it wasn't executed properly no and there were just a lot of holes in the story of where at any point something could have gone wrong and the whole thing wouldn't have worked but i mean that can be said with most movies if they just hadn't gone left then they wouldn't have been in that horror movie like it's always that kind of well sure but if you think of a heist movie like ocean's 11 and stuff there are reasons why things work in the this italian movie, job no absolutely yeah. no this is not a good heist movie by any in any extent right so they set him up and, you know, they're all, you know, being all facetious and stuff with them about like thanking him and, you know, hey, you were, you were right about one thing, you know, I really did love her and I still love her and, you know, all this bullshit or whatever. He's a little tied up and he's in the car and they're going to allow, you know, they're going to push him out. So as they're pushing, though, he's got that knife that he's been hiding, rips through the, the ties there. And then he hot wires the car as it's on fire, by the way. They've lit it on fire. They're not even allowing the car to go over the cliff and <laughs> fucking explode. They light right. it on fire first. Right. So now the real Nick in the back pushing the car. And you've got Millie, Ashley in the front. So Rudy, he hot wires the car. 
and he says something stupid like rule number one is to never put a person who steals cars a in car the, thief in a car. <laughs> yeah, it's so dumb. So he reverses and he smashes Nick, like takes out his entire half of his body. Oh yeah. Whatever, yeah. Pretty gruesome, you know. But they've been doing this the whole movie anyways, really. Millie is all upset, obviously, and starts firing, but he just puts it in a drive. And he drives forward and hits her so that now right. she's on the top of the flaming car, jumps out himself, and then that car goes over the cliff with her explosion. Bam. Right. Done. He then goes where Nick is, and Nick is now bleeding from the mouth for real this time, I guess. He's actually crushed. Yeah, completely crushed. And is talking about how him and Rudy should go ahead and split the money. Did you think that... I really cared for her. I was going to kill her and it's going to be you and me. And it's so, oh my God. It's so the dumb. Tracking and backpedaling and wow, you're a stellar individual anyway, but you're right. proving it right now. Obviously, Rudy's having none of that. Puts it into gear. And reverses it. And off. reverses it off the cliff. <laughs> so there you go. Now you've got two huge explosions with no one coming by, by the way. No. He then goes ahead and he takes all the money. As he's walking to his home somehow, right. which they've never right. talked about how far away he is from his home. No. No idea how far. Which, by the way, if all you want to do is spend Christmas with your fucking family and you're only 15 to 20 miles away from them, why the hell did they not pick you up at the prison? Yeah, that was a good point, too. Did he not tell them he was in prison? Right. That's the only thing I, I can think of. disappeared for five years. Yeah. So, by the way, keep in mind for the people who haven't been visually thinking about this he's in a santa suit right now that has blood yeah singed up it's got blood on it like he does not look good if anyone saw him on the street they'd be afraid he was a murderer murder clause yeah Mm -hmm. yeah murder clause (laughs) do they have that movie we should do that (laughs) note to self he starts walking back to apparently wherever his home is with his family and he starts putting wads of money into the mailboxes of houses he goes by. Right. It's normal. It's a Christmas miracle. Yay! But now here's the weird family thing again where he's like, you know, I've never really been a holiday guy. I've never been a family guy. They show him show up and then have Christmas dinner with a whole ton of people where he didn't even go take a fucking shower. No, yeah. He's just having this dinner now with everybody. It's very Norman Rockwell, too. Yeah. Like, it's got that kind of, oh, yay, Martha Stewart Christmas. And he's just laughing. And that is the final scene of the fucking movie. It's him just laughing, a close-up of his face, talking about family. And then it's done. Christmas. Yep. And that's the end of the movie. (laughs) Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So, yes, there is Reindeer Games. So, Kelly, would you recommend this movie to anyone? No. No. I would not either. There's not enough fun parts for it. Like even or nudity. You... Like there's not enough nudity yeah. either to be like, eh, you see a lot of tits. Like there's still not even enough of that for me. Watch Devil's Advocate. If you want to see Charlize Theron naked and a good movie, true. Watch Devil's Advocate. There you go. True. The, the, go listen to our to our conversation about it. Go listen to Ian hates movies. Devil Advocate because it's great. Right. <laughs> all right, Kelly. Well, I think we're all done with our first movie in our holiday series. We'll see if we get. <laughs> We'll see if we continue this holiday series, but hopefully people had fun trying to figure out what we were explaining. Do you have anything that you would like to plug? You can always find me on Instagram at Nerdy Girl Ivy as well as on Facebook. And I've got the links for everything Ian Hates related on the description of this episode. Once again, we are continuing 
our contest for leaving us a five-star rating if you like the show and leaving a comment. If you do, we will read it within reason. I know it sounds weird that it matters, but it really does. It's actually something that iTunes uses to promote the show. So if you have these people, if you guys go ahead and you rate us five stars, you'll get us a better ranking. And then the show gets promoted more. So it really is an actual help. It's not just so we can go, we have this many five-star ratings. That's not what it is. Yeah, this isn't an I got 30,000 Instagram followers. Like, this actually matters. So you can find everything Ian Hates Movies and Ian Hates Music on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, all of the major podcast listening apps, and then all the Facebook information, all that kind of stuff can be found in the links in the description of this episode. So the one thing we do ask, because we do put this out for free, you can also go ahead and download and stream every single episode on ianhates.com. But the one thing we do ask is that if you have the time and you like the show, please go rate us five stars on iTunes and leave a comment because, like I said, that really does help us out. And we are doing a contest for it because we have merch coming. We have a lot yep. of stuff in the works coming up on the anniversary show. There's a lot of stuff going on. So, Kelly, do you have any final words for people? Keeping with the holiday season, I'd like to leave you all with keep the change, you filthy animal. And I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. We walk out of here. What's the first thing you're going to do? Go out and get myself a mug of hot chocolate. A piece of pecan pie. He was a reformed ex-con who wanted to start a new life. You, Ashley? I've been dreaming about that smile for so long. She was the girl of his dreams. When I read what you wrote to me, I said, here's a guy they say is a criminal, but he's not. When I get back in that room, you better be wearing nothing but a candy cane. Welcome home, convict. Hey, sis. But between them and happiness... What do you want from me? I read your letters, convict. He knows you worked at that casino. ...stands a team of criminals who wanted to take down the state's richest casino. It's just my luck. Finally meet a boy that I'm crazy about, and uh, my brother wants him worse than I do. You want to hear about some job of mine? I want some hot chocolate and some pecan pie. Let's start talking. I can really go for some onion rings. <laughs> what started out as love... Do you remember all those letters you wrote me about me and you against the whole world? We can have it all if you just give him what he wants. ...could end up in murder. What did you think's gonna happen? This thing's gonna be over? He's just gonna let me go? He's gonna shoot me in the back of the head like this! You're gonna give me a disguise. You're sending me into an Indian casino dressed like a cowboy. It was that or a ballerina. Hey. He was talking to the managers like that! Something tells me you're not being totally honest with me. Rule one! Never put a car seat behind the wheel! Ben Affleck, Gary Sinise, Charlie Theron. In the new thriller from John Frankenheimer. Ow. Wow.